You are tuned to the Nahum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and nahumsegel.com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
Good morning, everyone. Welcome to JM Sunday, right here exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Matus Weingast, and today is Sunday, February 2nd, 2014, second day in the month of Adar Rishon, the first Adar. It's a leap year this year, and the year is 5774. If you are studying Daf Yomi, it's uh, Daf 86 in Yuma, which means that this coming Tuesday, there will be a Siyum and a Sukkah starts on Wednesday. Great time to uh, to start if you uh, haven't started, and a great time to uh, to maybe catch up on uh, something you learned in the past and you want to uh, learn again. The temperature outside right now here in the north New Jersey area is 31 degrees, mostly cloudy, going to a high of 50 degrees today, also mostly cloudy, and a low tonight of 32 degrees. In Yerushalayim, it's 64 degrees and fair. And uh, the low tonight is going to be 44 and partly cloudy. It is Super Bowl day here in the United States and around the world, which means that there will be a game played this year in uh, MetLife Stadium, North Jersey area. And game time, which is around 630, uh, the expected temperature is 44 degrees and uh, cloudy. So that's going to be in East Rutherford, New Jersey. I'm going to be speaking with Nachum Siegel at about 8.30 this morning, coming up in just about an hour and a half, and we'll be discussing the Super Bowl, that big game today. So uh, we're going to get his predictions, and we'll get my predictions, because you all know I really know a lot about football. Uh, Isn't it called soccer most of the places around the world? Just here we call it football. Uh, No, but of course that's a different sport. So I'm going to be talking to him about... Uh, about football and uh, get his predictions. And uh, he had great programming this past week. Uh, if you had a chance to listen to JM and the AM, Nachum had uh, different people on every day talking about uh, Super Bowl-related things from a Jewish context. It's, it's not a uh, Jewish game, but there are a lot of things Jewish associated with it. And uh, Nachum had a lot of people on. And it was really a quite interesting lineup. Now, today, the big news that we'll be talking about, of course, is exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network stream, NachumSiegel.com. There is going to be a kosher halftime show during the big game. It will start as soon as the uh, the halftime uh, begins at uh, the big game there in Ruther- East Rutherford. And it will continue, I think it's about 15 minutes or so. And uh, there are a lot of great people expected, of course, hi- highlighting uh, will be Lenny Solomon, of Schlockrock fame, the king of Schlock. And I'll tell you that this halftime show, this kosher halftime show, has made news literally all over the place. It was picked up, the information that it's going to be on was picked up in uh, up in Canada, down in South America, uh, Israel, 
and of course throughout the United States, so many media uh, media agencies picked up on it and advertised it, mentioned it. So uh, it should be very, very interesting. So that's going to be coming up today during the halftime, and we'll speak to Nachum about that later on this morning. Uh, coming up at 7.30, we'll be Rabbi Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk and 8 o'clock, News from Israel. So, and this time, uh, Hannah Levy-Julian is back in Israel, so she'll be giving us the, uh, the report directly from there. So keep it tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network, nachumsegel.com, jmandtheam.org, exclusively the home of JM Sunday. And we're going to go right to the music. We are hearing first from the Tamimim Boys Choir right here on JM Sunday.
Let's go. One.
Smile on your face 
sunshine and our boots looking fine. We're waiting for your call. From the temple times to these hopeless rhymes, you still want something more. With your eye on the ball, they say you can't fall if you're laying on the ground. So what can we do to turn it around? What can we do to put a smile on your face?
Abraham Trugman from Or Chodesh album, Mishinichnas Adar, getting into the uh, Adar spirit. It's the first month of Adar in this leap year of 5774. It is uh, 7.28 in the morning here on JM Sunday, and uh, my name is Matis Weingast, and you are, in fact, tuned to uh, the Nachum Siegel Network, uh, NachumSiegel.com, right here on... Uh, on JM Sunday, so thanks for listening. We appreciate it. We heard from uh, we heard from Eighth Day. We heard Yigal Bashan. We heard Shlomo Katz, and we started with the Tamimim Boys Choir. So that was um, the roundup so far. I want to remind you, as I always do, that JM Sunday is brought to you by Adorama, located at 42 West 18th Street in New York City. One eight hundred two two three twenty five hundred is the number. One eight hundred Two two three twenty five hundred. 2500 Adorama is more than a camera store. It's the official electronics retailer of the Nachum Siegel Network. And uh, the location, 42 West 18th Street, is the place to go. That's in New York City. Go there for all your electronics needs. Cameras, uh, audiovisual equipment, electronics, portable entertainment, iPods, iPads, much, much more. Adorama Imaging and Beyond since 1975. The number again, one 800 223-2500, official sponsor of the Nachum Siegel Network. And uh, I mentioned that the Rabbi Goldwasser will be coming up in a few seconds uh, with Morning Chizuk, News from Israel at 8 o'clock. And at 8.30 we'll be speaking with uh, Nachum Siegel. He'll be joining me on the air to talk about the Super Bowl and, of course, about the big halftime show that the uh, Nachum Siegel Network is um, hosting today. During that big game, uh, that'll be taking place uh, during halftime later on, in about uh, 12 and a half hours from now, uh, with uh, Lenny Solomon and uh, Schlockrock and uh, some great songs. Uh, I don't know if they've finalized the list yet. I know that Lenny was asking for suggestions, and um, yeah, it's going to be something really, really exciting. Uh, it's been uh, touted in the news all over, so many different uh, places have written up about it so very exciting very exciting thing to do when you get a chance go to facebook 
Uh, if you're on Facebook, like our Israel page. Excuse me, <laughs> I'm mixing up two things. Like our JM Sunday page. Uh, you can also like the Israel page. Uh, Israel page is uh, hosted by Mayor Weingarten, who hosts the Israel show on the stream at 9 a.m. Monday mornings following JM in the AM. Uh, so like his page and like our page, JM Sunday, please. We want to thank listener Eitan, who brought us up to 205 likes on the page. So it's really exciting there. All right, we'll, uh, we'll get back to music and then uh, news from Israel at uh, 8 o'clock, as I mentioned. Right now, it is time for Rabbi David Goldwasser. His words, Alizech Nishmas, Haravzev, Brav Yosef Halevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. It says in the Talmud, Adar, when the month of Adar arrives, Marben Bisimcha, we increase our joy. A question that immediately arises is that it should say, Adar, when the month of Adar arrives, Tzrichim Lismoyach, we should rejoice. The Talmud tells us, however, that She'en Shechina Shoyre, the Shechina does not dwell amid sadness. This instructs us that a Jew has to be besimcha, happy, the entire year. In addition, during the month of Adar, we increase that simcha even more. The Oitzim says we have to be happier during this month than all the rest of the months of the year. The Rambam discusses the meaning of simcha at the end of Hilchas Yom Tov. From the words of the Rambam, it's clear that a person should strive for the simcha, the happiness of doing a mitzvah, and the love of Hashem. The Rambam terms this an avodah a huge undertaking. The connection between ava and simcha is that it brings together two separate entities. Therefore, when a Jew experiences true simcha, he is aware of a closeness to Hashem. When talking about simcha, our Svarim tell us two terms, Ahava and Nedivus. The Svasemis elucidates this point and says that the Simcha of Chodesh Adar is inherent in the declaration that was made concerning Shkolim and the needs for the Korbanus of the Mikdash. The fact that there was a special inspiration regarding the Shkolim, specifically at this time, serves as the gateway to the Simcha of the month. Like it says in the Megillah, and the month which had been turned about for them from sorrow to gladness. The Yalkut Avram cites that we are noeg, we are accustomed to hang a sign on the wall, when the month of Adar arrives, we increase our joy. In this connection, the Minchas cites the Talmud, when the month of Av comes in, we decrease our joy. So too, when the month of Adar arrives, we increase our joy. The Minchas Eloza tells us that in truth, it's always important to be besimcha, to be happy. So why does it say, we decrease our joy? The answer is that when Adar comes in, we increase the essence of holiness in the entire world, with Simcha. When Av comes in, we decrease the essence of impurity and unholiness, also by being happy. Here we are given the guidelines for what happiness is supposed to accomplish. It is not only an end in itself, but rather, it's a conduit 
through which one is enabled to attain a higher level in this world. May all of Klal Yisrael be zoicha, to have a joyous Adar and a joyous year. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day.
Shema, 
torches, the candle keeps burning. Amazed by its flame reaching high, a spark in my soul begins stirring, causing my spirit to cry. Surrounded by constant temptations, believing a world full of pain. Falling for fleeting sensations, pulling us further from me. It's never too late. We all make mistakes. No matter how far, whoever you are, it's never too late. Do not despair, for you can repair. As long as there's light, you'll see through the night, you'll see through the night, closer to Him, day by day, when I pray, closer to Him, when I learn, when I return. A world without change There never would be a good reason To ever look forward again Fifty-eight in the morning here on NachumSiegel.com. 
J.M. Sunday, Mata Swine guest with you. It's the second day in the month of February, second day in the month of Adar Rishon, the first Adar month. We have a leap year this year, this year of 5774. Game time for the Super Bowl weather. For those going, it is uh, expected to be 44 degrees and cloudy in East Rutherford. And that makes for what is considered a warm game day. Hopefully we'll be able to discuss all that with Nachum Siegel when he joins me at 8.30 on uh, on the show in about uh, half an hour from now. News from Israel coming up in a few seconds. The uh, The program is sponsored by Adorama, located at 42 West 18th Street in New York City, one 800 223-2500 is the number. Adorama is much more than a camera store. Whatever you need for electronics, go there. If you're going to the Super Bowl, stop by there. Pick up uh, a camera if you need to. Adorama Imaging and Beyond since 1975. Official sponsor of the Nachum Siegel Network. Again, the number 1-800-223-2500. The programming continues all day today here on the stream, of course. Uh, there are uh, replay shows of... Uh, the um, the uh, Z Report li- live lunch with the Yassi Zweig and uh, the um, Saturday Night Seagull with Executive Assistant Avrami and the 9 at 9 with Yassi Zweig. And then tonight at 7 p.m., Elliot will be on with uh, his usual court report. I believe it's uh, I believe it's first run. I don't have a blurb for it yet. I'll double check and let you know. But that's at 7 o'clock on Sunday night's. First run, Elliot Weiselberg with Court Report right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. That's exclusive. You don't get it anywhere else. The Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten is on Monday mornings, immediately following JM and the AM. That is also exclusively on the stream. When you get a chance, go over to uh, Facebook, if you have it, and like the Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten, and also like my show, JM Sunday. And we thank all those who've uh, helped us reach 205 likes on Facebook. At 10 a.m. on Monday mornings, again exclusively on the stream, is Are You Lightstone with Tech Talk. And an interesting one coming up tomorrow. So we look forward to that for sure. Right now it's time for the news from Israel. Hannah Levy-Julian is a senior Israeli news correspondent and a contributing radio news broadcaster at Arutz Sheva in Israel. She joins us every Sunday morning to bring us up to date on the latest happenings in the state of Israel. Good morning, Hannah Levy-Julian. Good morning, Matis. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is calling threats to boycott the State of Israel immoral and unjust. He said at the cabinet meeting this morning that such pressure only encourages the Palestinian Authority to stick to its position and pushes peace farther away. He's vowing not to concede the vital interests of the state and especially not the security of the Israel citizen, regardless of the pressure imposed on the country. Netanyahu's remarks came after U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry threatened an international boycott if Israel does not sign an agreement with the Palestinian Authority. According to Thomas Friedman of the New York Times, the uh, Kerry's latest plan calls for a phased Israeli withdrawal from Judea and Samaria based on the 1949 armistice lines, also known as the Green Line. The plan calls for security arrangements in the Jordan Valley, Friedman says it calls for recognition of the state of Israel as the nation-state of the Jewish people, not the Jewish state. It's a subtle distinction, but an important one, both in language and intent, for those who understand the Arab mentality and the Quran. 
The PA state will also allegedly include a capital in a part of Jerusalem, and there will be no right of return for Arab refugees in pre-1967 Israel. But Jewish leaders have told reporters a different story, that the PA will indeed be forced to recognize Israel as the Jewish homeland. That's a condition that PA Chairman Mahmoud Abbas has already publicly rejected. An Egyptian-based al-Qaeda group has taken responsibility for Friday's rocket attack on Eilat. The Ansar Beit al-Mat, this Partisans of Jerusalem group, is based in the Sinai Peninsula. The attack was intercepted by Israel's Iron Dome anti-missile system. Meanwhile, the Hamas terrorist group that rules Gaza has given a green light for more rocket attacks against Israel. According to an Israeli military source, some 170,000 rockets and missiles are aimed at the Jewish state at the present time. Last Thursday, a rocket fired from Gaza exploded near the southern Israeli town of Nitivot, home to the tomb of the famous Kabbalistic rabbi Yisroel Abu Hatzera, the Babasali. The number of attacks against southern Israel is again escalating, according to security sources. Seventeen rockets were fired in the first 17 days of the month of January. Yesterday, Intelligence Minister Yuval Steinitz warned that if the trickle of rockets from Gaza continues, Israel will have no choice but to enter and, as he said, eliminate the Hamas rule. Steinitz said Israel would force a change in Gaza, installing the Ramallah-based Palestinian Authority leadership there instead. Two young brothers who suffered chemical poisoning two weeks ago are now in the same hospital room. Michael and Yitzchak Gross, ages 7 and 5, saw each other for the first time today. The two boys are being treated at Schneider Children's Hospital in Petach Tikva. Toxic material left by an exterminator leaked from an unsealed bomb shelter in their home, poisoning the two boys and killing their two younger sisters. The public is being asked to continue praying for Rafael Yitzchak Isaac Ben Michal and Chaim Michael Shlomo Ben Michal. Finally, forecasters say Israelis should keep the hot cocoa handy tonight. It's going to be a cold one. Scattered rain across the country. We've seen rain in the Negev, but the lowlands and the coastal areas are still going to be fairly warm. The winds are from the northeast. Rain and windy conditions throughout the week. And that's the news. Have a great week, everyone. Hannah Julian for JM Sunday. And that is our news from Israel. Thanks, Hannah Levy Julian, for joining us every Sunday morning, as she does. We'll see you next week right here on JM Sunday. It is exclusive on the Nachum Siegel Network. 8.05 in the morning, here on the second day in the month of February. Groundhog Day is what they call it. And uh, the second day in the month of Adar Rishon, 57.74. It is a new month, and a new secular month, so on the calendar, uh, that means, well, actually, since it's together, I guess I guess we can call it both, but what I'm referring to right now is the JM365 calendar that Jesse Zweig put together, and uh, we turn the page on that calendar both because it's February and because it's Adarishon, and this month featured on the uh, February page is singer Ira Heller. It is a beautiful calendar. There is a lot of great information about Ira Heller. Some really nice pictures on there. So uh, make sure that you get in touch with Yossi Zweig. If you don't have yours, get it. It's a beautiful calendar, a different Jewish music star every month on that calendar. So uh, there are so many places to get it. Uh, check in with Yossi. He'll let you know where they're located, where you can get it, and uh, 
and how to if you're not in the area of a store that uh, distributes it. So it's really, really nice uh, to see Ira Heller on that page in February, JM365 calendar. And uh, again, much thanks to Yessie Zweig. He put that together. He works a lot on that. So it's really a beautiful thing. You know, I tried to get some songs together for uh, uh, Jewish songs with some sports references. You know, there aren't too many. I put uh, out some calls to our Jewish music uh, aficionados and experts, and uh, there aren't there aren't too many. And uh, the only one, in fact, that I was able to find uh, that had any football reference at all was uh, Country Boy from Journeys, Volume 4. The uh, person uh, talking, as you'll hear in a, a few minutes, uh, references that he was a quarterback in high school. That's about it. So I figured we'll play a, play a couple of uh, sports-related songs. We're going to start off with Ninth Man, then we'll go to Country Boy. Uh, then we're going to do um, nothing to do with sports. We're going to do an Achashverosh live from Schlockrock and a couple of others. So I uh, hope you enjoy that. Uh, Nachum is expected to join me at... Uh, 8.30, and uh, we'll talk about the Super Bowl. And, of course, the highlight of the day, forget the Super Bowl, highlight of the day is halftime. Coast your halftime show exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network, NachumSiegel.com. It will feature Lenny Solomon, King of Schlock, and uh, Ari Boyanju and a couple of others, Avrami Weisberger. Uh, and it's going to be an amazing, amazing show. Uh, I think pretty much by now they know which songs they're going to do. I uh, reached out to Lenny, but he's probably uh, practicing right now, setting up the the music and everything and making the final decisions. Uh, But if I get in touch with him before the end of the show, I'll certainly let you know about it. And uh, we're going to go back to the music. As I said, Ninth Man here on JM Sunday. Nachum Siegel will be joining me at about 8.30 this morning, right here on JM Sunday. Boys, way back in 65, we were known throughout the city as the bums from the east side. In school, we never studied, all we did was laugh and play. No reggae ever lasted long, they all just ran away. Rebbe tried to teach us Torah each and every day, but we just closed our eyes and ears to everything he'd say, and all we liked to do. We sit and watch our TV sets. We talk about the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Mets. Well, the principal brought the new Rebbe in the first day of the term. And he said to him, show discipline. Be strong and tough and firm. Don't think these youngsters run the school. He said with a big frown. And by the way, for the next few weeks, I'm going out of town. But this here Rebbe, he was strange. He never lost his cool. He just kept on teaching while we broke all the rules. And though we hadn't even learned a single word all year, it was pace of time already, and the Rebbe was still here. Rebbe tried to teach us Torah each and every day. But we just closed our eyes and ears to everything he'd say. And all we like to do was sit and watch our TV sets. 
talk about the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Mets. But Omer came around, it was time to play that game Against those boys from Brooklyn, how we prayed it wouldn't rain All nine of us got on the bus with our gloves and bats Reddy also came along in his jacket, tie and hat Right from the start we all could see things weren't going right Some big strong kid from Bensonhurst had hit one out of sight just when things were looking up, the tide about to turn, our catcher went and broke his leg while sliding into third. It's a forfeit, cried the other team, you only got eight guys. No, we don't, a deep voice said, much to our surprise. Since I am their Revy, well, the fair thing it would seem is let me be the ninth man, the ninth man on this team. Rebby went, picked up a bat, faced the pitcher with a smile. Not to cover off that ball, went about half a mile. He flew around the bases, scored the winning run. We danced and cheered until he said, now boys, you owe me one. The next day in the classroom, no one moved and no one stirred. Rebby started teaching, and his voice, it could be heard. We all said, hey, it's interesting. The man he is no bore. The legendary side bums were gone forevermore. Rebbe used to teach us Torah each and every day. We opened up our eyes and ears to everything he'd say. No more did we sit all day and watch our TV sets. We talked about Karashi and the Toastless. In the attic, in an old and dusty crate 
Found great grandpa's diary till dawn I read it straight. Turns out he fled from Russia back in 1893. The oldest child of my surprise of a Jewish family. Showed it to my parents, they said, son, yes, it's true. But it's just ancient history, don't let it trouble you. First thing great grandpappy did when he set foot on this land was say I pledge allegiance to good old Uncle Sam. I was a country boy, living the all-American dream. Hard at work, drinking hard, not much in between. Never gave much thought to matters of the spirit or the soul. Wouldn't trade my way of life for a bushel full of gold. But I was more than taking back my thoughts out of control. And I said I've got to know more, put my wedding plans on hold. So I drove up to the city, told the rabbi what I knew. He said, please let me teach you what it means to be a Jew. He taught me about Torah and Mitzvah 613. How all lives have meaning if we keep our souls pristine. Day after day he challenged me, come home, I know you can. He seemed so sad when I said I can't change the way I
27 in the morning here on uh, JM Sunday. Mata Swine guest with you. And uh, in just a, uh, a minute or so, we're going to have Nachum Siegel joining us on the, uh, on the air. And we will talk about that big game that is today. We heard from uh, Nafshenu Fusion, Shlomo Simcha. Before that, Hashverosh uh, live, of course, from Schlockrock. We'll be talking about Schlockrock in just a couple of minutes with Nachum. Country Boy from Journeys and Ninth Man from Journeys. Two selections that have something to do with sports. <laughs> so that's what it is out there. Uh, it is uh, 8.28 in the morning, and I want to remind you that JM Sunday is brought to you by Adorama, located at 42 West 18th Street in New York City. Adorama is much more than a camera store. If you need anything for today's game... You can go there and get it. The number to call is 1-800-223-2500. I don't think they'll have uh, hot dogs or a barbecue, but uh, they'll have anything else that you need by way of uh, electronics. So anything you need, go there. Adorama, imaging and beyond since 1975, official sponsor of the Nachum Siegel Network, 1-800-223-2500. And without further ado, I want to welcome to the air the host of JM and the AM, the man behind the Nachum Siegel Network, Nachum Siegel himself. Good morning, Nachum. Good morning, Matis. I uh, what? The, I'm curious. What gave you the uh, the uh, what's the word? <laughs> the impetus to play Achashverosh live from Letty Sullivan and Schlockrock this morning? Well, there are two reasons. Number one, it's uh, the beginning of Adar. So oh, good point. we have two months of Adar. And um, so that was one reason, and of course, because of the great halftime show that uh, that Lenny is putting together, and that will be taking place in uh, in a few hours from now. 
Uh, and I tried to get in touch with Lenny. He's obviously busy preparing, and I'm not sure if he uh, gave you the final list of songs yet, but uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But, but the uh, big news is the Kosher Halftime Show taking place during the big game today. Uh, and it'll take place around uh, oh, roughly 8 o'clock, so it's about 11 and a half hours from now, exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. Now, Nachum, as you know, the news has spread around the world about this. Everyone has picked it up. Yeah, it's a, there's a lot of excitement about it. I asked you about Akashveros only because it sounded to me like you may have seen an advanced copy of the set list mm. for later today. <laughs> There is a uh, media blackout for anything dealing with the uh, kosher halftime show, so I'm sorry. <laughs> in fact, it's funny because, um, yeah, I, I'm sure Rosh Chodesh Atar was part of our decision on that song. But uh, also, Lenny said to me, and this is where Lenny really, I mean, as you would suspect, his input was really valuable when it came to the set list. Of course. Uh, he, 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 I know, I'm kidding around. He said to me that... Um, I don't realize how popular Ahasuerus is in terms of a live song in a live performance or an almost live performance because he, he said to me that everywhere he goes, no matter what month of the year, that song is always requested. So I, I find that very interesting. Right. Uh, but yeah, the whole, the whole world seems to be talking about it. I was just, uh, in fact, it's funny, I was just in a Chakras opinion in Teaneck, New Jersey. And, uh, an old friend of mine came over to me and he goes, you know, <laughs> I know everybody has their own conflict about the kosher halftime show, whether they want to watch the regular halftime show, or they have Shiorib, or some uh, some of the Super Bowl parties have raffles during halftime, uh, but he was really complimentary about the idea, and he loves it. He said, the only problem I have is that everybody at my party is having Marib during the halftime <laughs> show. <laughs> I don't know if we can push off Marib for the halftime show. That's so true. I said, look, the good thing is that, uh, that thank goodness the kosher halftime show is going to be available forever. So even if you watch it tomorrow, that's fine. But I, I found that funny. But so, yeah, everyone's talking about it. It's gotten a tremendous amount of press. Um, you know, Lenny's been great all for the last couple of weeks as all these different things have been, uh, uh, are pieced together, are being pieced together. And, uh, oh, by the way, we have a couple of really, I don't know if I should say funny because the jury's out on whether they're funny or not. Uh, we have uh, we have some interesting Super Bowl commercials that are going to appear during our halftime show. Really? And, uh, the big, yeah, the big question is, the commercial that we did for Empire Kosher, do you think it's funny or not? That's what I'm going to ask on Facebook and Twitter at about 8.15 tonight. And I, I may be asking for trouble because I think there may be some people out there who are going to question my comedic acting ability. Well, that... i gotta tell you, I got, I got to tell you one other thing, though. Yes. Um... After a very appropriate song for this topic, there is a Super Bowl commercial for Nefesh Benefesh that is so simple yet so heartwarming. I think everybody will love it. Beautiful. So, a lot of a lot of different things mixed in tonight. Right now, of course, we're talking about going to NachumSiegel.com at the appropriate time, and the. Uh, the halftime show will be uh, streamed from there, so everybody should make sure to have it set up. You know, uh, people can take their computers, attach it to their big screen TVs that they got from Adorama, and uh, they can they can play that on a big screen. So it's going to be great. The sound will be phenomenal. Yeah, that's what we're doing in our house. The sound will be phenomenal. Look, I you know we we I and Hara, I think we've done this right. We prepared well. The Super Bowl halftime show will be available with about 
a minute left in uh, in uh, the first half. You'll be able to click on it and watch it, um, you know, at your Super Bowl party. And uh, you mentioned Adorama. I think I think if you got a TV from Adorama, that would be great. But I don't think I don't know if you'll be able to get a television of over 80 inches in, uh, in over an 80 inch diagonal because apparently. According to what we heard from our friends at Arama, there's a shortage. That's how many people, how many families have been buying televisions in this country uh, over the last couple of weeks anticipating the Super Bowl. Oh, absolutely. There's a shortage. Absolutely. Of, of larger televisions. So, there, in addition to the kosher halftime, there is this game being played later today, starting at around 6.30. With, um, it's the first uh, game in a cold-weather, non-domed stadium. See, I have that fact right. And I brushed up, Nachum, because, you know, you are the, uh, the knowledgeable one here with sports, and I'm not. So I figured I'll pick a few things that, that I like, and that is science. So tell me why Newton's law applies to today's game. Do you know the answer to that? Well, Newton's law, meaning gravity? No, not that law. All right. <laughs> Let me just tell you. <laughs> I'm trying to think what Newton's law is. What is that? Well, there are actually three laws. We're not going to get into that. If something goes up, it must come down or something like no. that? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's for the football itself. No, it has to do with forces opposing each other. And the, oh, something, something, something like uh, energy equals force times time or something like that? Yeah, anyway. All right. So it is, <laughs> it is the, it is the following. It is that there is an, the question is, given uh, Newton's laws, what happens if an unstoppable force meets an immovable, an unmovable object? And today's game, Denver Broncos, Offense is being touted as unstoppable. Seattle Seahawks defense as immovable. And that is why they're touting that today is going to be such a great game because arguably, and you'll tell me what you feel, these are actually the two best teams in the country because you don't always have best team matchups because the number two in one league in one conference could be better than the number one in another conference. So would you agree that these are arguably the two best teams matching up? Yeah, I mean, there's no question that, uh, you know, all the evidence points to the fact that the two best teams are in today's game. Um, I don't think anybody – I've heard all these predictions all week. Everybody was up to, into Denver earlier in the week. Everybody's into Seattle now later in the week. I, I, I don't know how anybody could possibly analyze this game and predict the outcome because uh, I think Seattle, their defense is so superior – such an unbelievable machine, such an incredible unit, and I think the Denver offense is the same, uh, the same thing on the other side of the ball. I don't know about anybody that possibly predicted it. Uh, before we get to your actual prediction, a couple of questions for you. Uh, you know, the whole argument was this is a cold weather uh, stadium and an area. Well, today it's going to be uh, the, the what did I announce earlier that the game time is going to be 44 degrees in East Rutherford. Um, let me ask you this: Between cold weather, let's see this piece of trivia, and warm weather, what is the overall team scoring between the two divergent weather systems? In other words, how many points on average uh, when it's uh, 40 degrees or lower, and how many points on average when it's higher than that? What do you think the difference is between the two? How many points? Well, with these two teams. Uh, no, no, in general, just in general for uh, foot uh, for Super Bowl. I will tell you. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't think it's as much of a disparity as I think. One and a half points on average. Yeah. When you started, I was thinking ten. And then I said, no, it's got to be a lot closer because there have been very few Super Bowls under 40 degrees. Right, exactly. But there have been some. By the way, turnover rate is only 5% higher when it's uh, below 40. Uh, kickers, they're not such a big difference either. Uh, and um, and quarterback performance, not such a big deal either. So, Nachum, you had Jewish uh, two Jewish players on who wear Super Bowl rings who are Orthodox. You had them on during the week. Do you know how many Jewish active football players there are in the NFL this year, this past season? Oh, and then I see if the Mizrahi is going to kill me for not knowing this. He always reminds me about the uh, Jewish players in the four major sports. Can I name any of them? Do I know any Jewish players in the NFL right now? Oh, I'm trying to think if I can even think of one. Do you have any teams that you can give me a hint? Uh, Chicago Bears. The no. Bears have a Jew on their team this year. No, the Bears coach is Jewish, no? Uh, might be, but uh, I don't know who the coach is. These are players, so it's possible. His name is Gabe Karimi. Oh, my gosh. I would never have known that. And his nickname is Bear Jew. <laughs> He's from the Chicago Bear Bears. Jew. And in uh, 2007, he fasted on Yom Kippur. And the uh, fast that year lasted until an hour before Wisconsin played Iowa. Because that was his college I game. Call, I, think, I think they call the coach uh, the rabbi. If I'm that, that could be. Uh, I thought there was another rabbi of the NFL, but that's for another conversation. Uh, New Orleans Saints. Yeah, that conversation is still going on. Uh, the New Orleans Saints have a Jewish player. His, no, no. his mother's Jewish. His name is Brian De La Puente. Wow. Yep. Uh, San Diego Chargers. They also have a Jewish guy. San Diego Chargers. His name is Antonio Garay. His mother is Jewish. Holy cow. And uh, then we have uh, finally, there are a couple of others, but uh, we have finally two brothers in the NFL who are Jewish. Yes. They are, um, they are Jeff Schwartz and his brother Mitchell Schwartz. Jeff Schwartz plays... Jeff Schwartz plays for the Vikings, and uh, Mitchell Schwartz plays for the Cleveland Browns. Jeff Schwartz's Hebrew name is Gedalia Yitzchak, and uh, and his brother Mitchell's name is uh, Mandel. And a little another piece of trivia: Mitchell and his older brother Jeff they are the first Jewish brothers to play in the NFL since 1923. You there? How do you like that? Unbelievable. Now, all right, your predictions, Nachum. The Broncos uh, had a season of 12 and four. Seahawks 13 and three. Two best teams in the uh, league. What do you think? What's my, the? My, my prediction is that Lenny Solomon will do some songs that are not necessarily song parodies. Because <laughs> well, I'm going to give you a prediction. Ready for this? Yeah, 31-23. Yeah, who's winning? It doesn't matter, and I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure if mathematically how to get to those without doing like a uh, 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 a, a two-point conversion or a, what's it called, a touchback? See how I know these things? <laughs> a touchback? What do you mean a touchback? Wait, what's a... What's oh, a, you, mean a, you mean a safety. Safety, safety. <laughs> See, oh, I had I had everything right until that last one. Oh man, 
Right, of course. There's so much uh, riding on Peyton Manning's winning the game. So, you know. Meanwhile, right now, everybody's saying, "Oh, you're talking about football and football." I mentioned before that, um, of course, with the halftime show, you know, football is not a Jewish sport, but there are a lot of Jewish things that we're tying in. You had all these great people on this week, and and the tie-in is that you found people that are out there that are proud to be Jewish. Who also happened to be involved in the sport, the sports, the the guy from Fox Sports, and of course the Jewish uh, team players. You know that's what it's all about. You find these things, you bring them to the public, and it's a great feeling to have. Oh, no question about it, and I recommend anybody uh, who didn't hear those conversations after JM Sunday should go to the archive section of JMN.org. We really had some amazing guests. And on Friday, I met. Uh, I met a Jewish quarterback, a former uh, Miami Dolphin, Jay Fiedler. I met him on Friday. I also met the owner of the Minnesota Vikings, uh, Mark Wolf. And, of mm. course, uh, his family was by Ziggy Wolf, a well-known philanthropist in the Jewish world. And everybody knows that uh, they own the Minnesota Vikings. That was cool. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot, there are a lot of – look, I mean, Robert Kraft, of course. And, of course. Uh, there's just so many Jewish connections to the league. Right. And <laughs> what, did, what did I hear someone say? I heard someone say, uh, I think this was at that, at that brunch on Friday. I heard someone say that uh, a bar mitzvah means, a bar mitzvah means the age where a, a, a young Jewish man realizes that he has more of a chance of owning a team than playing for a team. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was hilarious. Well, it, it, it's funny you say that because one of those people that I mentioned who was a player this year, uh, when yeah. he was bar mitzvah, he had a football-themed bar mitzvah. And look at that. He made it to the NFL. Exactly, and he's a player. Um, I, on Friday, you had Dr. Laz telling a great story, and I, I thought that I was listening, and I thought I wouldn't get to work because I figured the story would end around 1130 in the morning. Uh <laughs> But I was I was really going to take the time, and I just didn't have the time last night to splice out the uh, the story. But I'm going to encapsulate it for you, Nachum, in case you missed it. You asked Dr. Laz if Marv Levy was it ever put on to fill in before the game, and the answer well, the answer was yeah. no. <laughs> That's it. Well, yeah, I mean it's a, it's a little bit better than that. Of course. I, one of my kids said one of my kids said to me, "Don't you remember that it takes Dr. Laz like four hours to tell his story?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I made a calculated error putting him on at the very end of a Friday show. Right. Basically, Super Bowl 28, I think during the show I said 27, Super Bowl 28, he, he is down in Atlanta, and the Bills have lost three Super Bowls in a row, and he finally sees Marv Levy after all the time trying to get to him and reach him and, and going around the back of the hotel. And he finally sees him, he's in the car or the bus heading to the Super Bowl. And he says, uh, Marv, Marv, you know, would you put on film before the game? And he asked Dr. Laz for a blessing that everything should go right. well. He says, Marv, put on film, put on film, here's your chance, you know. Because Dr. Laz was convinced that if Marv Levy would put on film that morning, then the Buffalo Bills would win. Yeah. And unfortunately, he turned them down. And as I said on the air, that is the reason why the final score at Dallas on the winning side. <laughs> Excellent. I think it's the best. I think it's the best Jewish Super Bowl story ever. Oh, for With sure. With all the people, and Jay Glazer and everything else, 
And when you talk to about Finland and the head coach of a Super Bowl team, I think automatically it's the best Jewish Super Bowl story. A- absolutely, and it took place on the morning of the game, so it's not like you know on somebody the way to the game. right on, on the, the way. way. Absolutely, so you can't be that. By the way, speaking of the Bills, you know that um, no member of the Seahawks has ever been in a Super Bowl in today, today's team. Uh, and it's the first time that that's happened since the 1990 Bills team. They had no a team oh, had I didn't yep that. no I prior it was the first time ever. No, they said a 1990 Bills team had no prior experience. Interesting. And of course, uh, Peyton Manning is the only one to uh, to be, I think, on the Broncos, right? I believe so. Is he the only one? No, Welker was on a Super Bowl team. No, I don't think. Well, oh, okay, I apologize. He's the only one to wear a ring. Oh, that could be the only winning Super Bowl player. Right. Right. Well, I know that I am going to enjoy the game. I'll uh, we have some people coming over, and we'll you know do the the typical thing. Maybe have a barbecue or something. I know Karen's preparing a lot of stuff, uh, but we are looking forward to the kosher halftime show of the big game today. It's exciting. It's something to look forward to. And Nachum Siegel, you are the guy who did it. Yeah, thank you for that. I'm going to be uh, eating some. Uh... Empire kosher uh, uh, buffalo wings and party wings during the game, Bezrat Hashem. And about, like I said, with about a minute to go in the first half, I will be tweeting this at Nachum Siegel Net, Facebook, Jewish Radio, over Nachum Siegel. The second it's up, it should be up with about a minute to go in the first half, and you'll be able to click on it on NachumSiegel.com and see what I think was a great and fun kosher right. halftime show. Yeah. I don't want to forget that there are sponsors of this uh, of this halftime show. Cedar Market is uh, one of them. And, uh, yeah, the, sh- nope. the show is being presented by Cedar Market in Teaneck, New Jersey, and you'll see a lot of great stuff we did over there. Empire Kosher, as I mentioned, the two great organizations, the OU, has really given us an amazing stamp of approval. They, uh, they are sponsoring the show, and I thank them so much. They've always been there for us, and they continue to be so, um, to be there. And, uh, also, Nefesh Benefesh, as I said, is a great Nefesh Benefesh commercial. And, uh, again, our partnership with Nefesh Benefesh goes so deep and is so amazing, and I thank them for participating in this uh, Kosher Halftime Show. One last thing that I would uh, like to mention, and Nachum Siegel, of course, is my guest here this morning, and uh, we are talking about the Super Bowl today and the uh, halftime show. There will be a commercial by SodaStream on the uh, Super Bowl during the game, and uh, our friend Jonah Lloyd was on the air with you last week. And uh, I, I heard uh, that you were, you and he were discussing uh, how much I uh, have to sh- teach you about using flavors for soda stream. <laughs> but, <laughs> By the way, I forgot to ask you, do you have any clue how many flavors there are? Uh, uh, no, I, I want to say over a hundred different flavors offhand, but I don't want to do a disservice to soda stream. There are flavors that are both diet and regular, so it doubles up uh, many of the flavors right there. Uh, Yona announced the uh, the partnership with um, uh, was it Welch's I believe and yeah, that's um, one of these days we have to talk to him uh, about that in depth to find out about the uh, the whole thing because uh, I mean it's great it's a great concept but uh, I, I particularly want to mention that uh, they have a, a world ambassador a world brand ambassador by the name of Scarlett Johansson who many people know from the acting world. And when she decided to take upon this um, this job as world ambassador and world spokesperson for SodaStream and do the commercial today, uh, she got a lot of flack from people who um, 
who, uh, let's just say, aren't in tune with the, all the great work that the SodaStream does in Israel and all the great things that Israel does uh, in, in, in freedom for its people, both the Jewish and non-Jewish. Uh, and she received a lot of flack, as, as you know. You mentioned that uh, a, uh, a, a charity that she had formerly been associated with, she, know, she broke ties with. And I just want to give a shout-out because she has stood firm and there's been tremendous publicity about it. I, I dare say that that SodaStream has received more publicity about this situation than than for the ad itself. <laughs> well, there's no question about that. There are people <laughs> in the world of advertising who uh, who, don't, who don't think it was an accident, but uh, there's no question that they've gotten tremendous publicity, and rightfully so, uh, for what they do and how they've touted themselves. She deserves all the credit in the world, no question about it. And the most important thing is that I did declare, I don't know if you heard this, I did declare on the air that if SodaStream would ever sponsor our kosher halftime show, we would allow any reference to Coke and Pepsi that they wish. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Look, you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to alienate some of your biggest advertisers, and I understand, you know, Fox does that, and that's okay. But, uh, you're absolutely right. We can mention it here. The tagline, I think that's, uh, it's called was Sorry Coke and Pepsi. But that was cut that's out of right. today's ad. You're not going to see it. Uh, you can and see. If they, become, if they become our sponsor, by the way, they could be even more drastic than just that. Absolutely. You know, you spoke to Yon. I think he told you that um, that he was not coming to the game this year, uh, and I think he told me the same thing. Unfortunately, I, there's no mail on Sunday, no special delivery. I didn't get the tickets that he had for me. You know, instead of his going, but I would have shared them with you. Uh, but, you know, I guess I didn't get them on time. He told me that this this lady, Scarlett Johansson, needed a couple of extra tickets. So, sorry, Nachum, I tried. What, what a shame. I didn't even realize that you were possibly going to the game. I don't know. You know, nothing against the Super Bowl. And, I, and all kidding aside, I have absolutely no, even if it's 40 degrees, I have no desire to go through all the security, sit in the freezing cold, and then leave the game at 10.30, quarter 11, and, and get home to get up early. I, I don't know. Am I the only one who has no desire to be in this game? If my team or a team I was interested in was in the game, I probably would make the effort. But today's game specifically, I don't know. I just don't have a desire. No. That, 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 that doesn't mean if I had a free ticket, I wouldn't go. Right. But I, I'm not, I'm just not so desperate. I agree with you. I think Mayor de Blasio has the same opinion, <laughs> although maybe for different reasons. I'm not sure if he was offered a ticket no. either. <laughs> why, was he, why is he not going? I don't know if he's not going in the end, but last week when he was asked about going, he was, uh, was there was speculation that he was not yet offered tickets. Uh, or he had to buy tickets because, you know, with all these rules, uh, everybody was coming out and giving the same excuse, nothing against them, but, but Senator Schumer was saying the same thing. Other politicians were saying the same thing, that if they have to, if they get tickets, they have to pay for it because of ethics, uh, you know, as if making it, it's not worth it to pay that much money. Somehow I think they would find a legitimate way of, of doing it, but uh, as of then, he was saying he would rather watch at home. By the way, did... The mayor of Jersey City said that on JMN. Yeah, He's not going. Exactly. Want to pay for it. But isn't that a great story he told about not being recognized? Which story? The mayor of Jersey City. Oh, where was he not recognized? Oh, you didn't hear about that. <laughs> when the teams got to the uh, the Hyatt, I believe it was in Jersey City. Uh, I think that's where is that where uh, Broncos are staying? The Hyatt's the Broncos. The West. Right. So John Elway came out and was supposed to get a proclamation from the mayor, I believe it was that evening. Now, the mayor of Jersey City, for those who have ever seen him, looks like he's 15, 20 years old, yeah, right? He, he's, he's, he's 
like 30 to begin with. Right. He's very, out, he looks very, very young. Yeah. Out comes John Elway with his security team. The mayor is standing right there. They push him out of the way because they see him holding a piece of paper thinking he's a fan wanting an autograph. A, oh one of John Elway's assistants says to him, Oh, I'm sorry, you can't speak to him now. We are looking for the mayor. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and he turns around this? and says he is Where the mayor. This? Uh, this was all uh, reported uh, all over the news that uh, that night and the next day. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, boy. So, uh, you know, uh, it just goes to show you, you it, it, it's just all about uh, who you know and, and location, right? <laughs> they should do what uh, Senator Schumer always does. He has some advanced guy standing there with a big sign saying, meet Senator Schumer. Right. <laughs> the mayor of, mayor of Jersey City should have a guy with a sign, you know, here he comes, mayor of Jersey City. <laughs> right, right, right. Now, the headline was, and I'm just pulling up, is that uh, John Elway almost snubs mayor of Jersey City. Oh, my gosh. i got to look at that. Oh, my gosh. Hilarious. Well, it's going to be enjoyable. Uh, Everybody, make sure to tune in to the Nachum Siegel Network, NachumSiegel.com, during halftime for an amazing, amazing halftime show. You know, I still haven't heard from Lenny Nachum, so I don't know if he's really tweaking all this because uh, he had put out on Facebook and other locations for people to to suggest songs. So he may have a real battle on his hands and... uh, he may need some coaching on that. <laughs> Get that reference. Yeah, as, as far as I know, the song set list is ironclad at this point, and uh, final preparations and touches are being made on the whole uh, on the whole production. And uh, you know, after after it's all completed, everyone's going to be able to enjoy it, starting with about a minute to go in the first half uh, later tonight. Looking forward to it, everybody, and thanks to everybody who's been giving us tremendous compliments. Forget the media. We've gotten so many amazing comments from people who just love the content. A rabbi in Brooklyn sent a message to me, and even though the whole idea is not for his crowd, because obviously his, his people are not watching the Super Bowl, but he, he sent the message to me that it's a beautiful idea, and I was so happy just to hear that. Yeah. Everybody across the board seems to think it's a great concept. Absolutely. Thank you, Nachum Siegel, so much for joining me today. We look forward to talking to you tomorrow, and enjoy the game. Thank you, Matthias. Enjoy. Thanks. Take care. It is uh, 8.56 in the morning. We're going to wrap up in just a couple of minutes. Shout out to uh, listeners uh, Yudi, Neema, Shui, Shandy, Zaki, and Tahila who are listening this morning to JM Sunday. Thank you so much. We're going to play... Uh, what are we going to play? We're going to play uh, uh, Flying Colors, Akiva Tolchin, right here on JM Sunday. Good things will come and fade and never withhold from I hear the echo still, those words in my head So many things were left unsaid You're gone but unofficially I try to pull myself but I wake up on the other side and I see in post-factual time But I would never ever leave myself behind And I have tried so hard to find out what you're feeling It makes it hard to speculate And I cannot prevent this condescending feeling Good things don't come to those who wait
Flying colors a little bit short, but uh, we have to end up uh, the uh, we have to end up the show today. So uh, thanks everybody for listening and uh, joining me here on JM Sunday. We'll be back next Sunday morning, of course, uh, at the 7 a.m. Eastern time, right here on the stream exclusively on uh, NachumSiegel.com. Tomorrow morning, JM in the AM begins a new week with Nachum at 6 a.m. And my thanks to Nachum for joining me on the air today, talking about football and of course the kosher halftime show. Make sure you keep it tuned to um, this this network, NachumSiegel.com, all day long for great programming. And, of course, the great halftime show coming up at uh, at, at halftime, about 8 o'clock, roughly about 8 o'clock. But make sure you follow the, the Twitter feeds and everything else, and you'll know exactly when to start. Kosher halftime show right here on the Siegel Network. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week.